Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. Let us pray. Oh God, open us up. Open our eyes so that we can see and open our ears so that we can hear. Open our hearts to receive whatever it is that you want to take out of your heart and place deep within ours. And then, oh God, open our hands so that we can serve. And may I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Can the news of God's abundance be trusted in the face of the story of our scarcity? That's the question that theologian Walter Brueggemann puts before us today. Have you ever looked at your situation and thought to yourself embarrassingly, is this really all I have? I don't have anything else more to give than this? Is there not some underneath here? <laughs> I thought I had more in the... Okay. Apparently, this is what I have. Perhaps it's the isolation that loudly tempts you into thinking that you really are alone. The exhausted spouse that has enough worries of their own that you can't bring yourself to ask them to help shoulder yours today. The presence of a roommate or a partner who is trying to figure out what their job change is going to be and how that will change your day-to-day -day reality. The kids who are giving it their best, but it's kind of like a soda can where they just keep getting shaken up and somebody's got to open it and it's usually you, the one who has to open it. How often have you, as a single parent or as a spouse, felt the burden to be the one to provide for all these others outside of yourself? Or perhaps it's your parents 
who you know they mean well, but some of their new views that they are discovering online are starting to really concern you. And you kind of find yourself in other ways, perhaps even physically becoming their caretaker. And the roles flip. Maybe this is going to be the week where work comes and finally asks you to take the last salary reduction. We promise this time. Have you given up on wondering how long it is going to be until you are employed again? You keep looking at your bank account thinking that it will someday accurately represent all of the hard work that you have put in, but today's not that day. The student loans that apparently aren't going away anytime soon. Not fast enough. In a million little ways, we wonder, can the news of God's abundance be trusted in the face of the story of our scarcity? Maybe you are Peter. You love Jesus, and part of the reason that you follow Jesus is because of days like these. Other people might follow Jesus because they're into spirituality. Others yet might follow Jesus because they love to talk theology, but not you. You're really not all that into vague notions of spirituality. And I mean, you may have a theological hot take or two, but you're really not that interested in a faith that talks more than it does things. You follow Jesus because of the difference that you think Jesus Christ can make in the world. In today's story, Peter is a professional who has been working hard all night. And this is one of those night shifts where you really are just kind of done by the end of it. You're exhausted, and honestly, you don't have a whole lot to show for it. If you've ever worked one of those, you know that place that you just kind of get mentally and physically when all you are ready to do is just get home at this point. I'm just trying to get this shift over, clock out, get home, put a little HBO Max on, cook, make a frozen pizza, have a drink, and just try again the next day. So imagine your shift's about to get over and a rando heckler comes by. You're trying to clean up and get out. And this heckler begins to tell you that actually you could have caught a lot more fish had they been with you. Now, depending on how depleted your emotional energy is, you might lovingly or not so lovingly tell your interrupter to just go home. I don't have time to hear you today. I'm just trying to get home. In this story, however... Jesus is not a rando to Peter. One chapter before this story, Peter's mother-in-law was sick, and Jesus was the one who healed her. And so this interrupter has a pre-existing relationship with Peter, and Peter has already seen Jesus' healing and how loving and liberating and life-giving it can be. And so... Exhausted as Peter rightly is, he musters enough patience 
to refrain from dismissing this preacher telling the fisherman how to do his job better. Jesus says, you know what you ought to do? You ought to row out a little farther. Go out into the deep water. And Peter replies, you know, we have worked all night. We didn't catch anything. But because you say so, I will. Let's focus on that interchange. Once again, God summons people with a message. Row out farther. Go out into the deep water. Isaiah was summoned into the deep water with angels and archangels in a robe filling the temple with glory. And they come and summon him and they take a coal burning and they press it against his lips. They summon him to go into the deep waters and preach. Peter is summoned to press out into the deep water in the face of his scarcity. I wonder if this same God might be summoning you today. Perhaps God is inviting you to row out a little farther, to come on out into the deep water. David Bowie gave an interview once where he said this, quote, never play to the gallery, I think, but you never learn that until much later on, I think. But never work for the other people at what you do, always. Always remember that the reason you initially started working was that there was something inside you that you felt that if you could manifest it in some way, you would understand more about yourself and how you coexist with the rest of society. And I I think it's terribly dangerous for an artist to fulfill other people's expectations. I think they produce, they generally produce their worst work when they do that. And if the other thing I would say is that if you feel safe in the area that you are working in, you are not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, You are just about in the right place to do something exciting. I love that David Bowie interview, and I come back to it a lot. Jesus is inviting Peter out of his depth, beyond the safety of what he could easily do on his own. And all of the things that Peter could have said back to Jesus... What he says back instead are five little words that change everything. But because you say so. I've been working all night. I'm ready to clock out, take a shower, go home, call it a day. But because you say so, I'll go out into the deep. Maybe you sit here week after week and you think, okay, today's going to be the day when everyone discovers that I actually don't have much faith most of the time. Perhaps today is the day that instead of trying to find faith or concoct faith or make faith 
or rely on someone else's faith, maybe today is the day that you just push out into the deep water. And the thing about deep water is that the deeper the waters go, the less light there is. Not because you necessarily think that going into the deep waters is a strategy that's finally going to work, but simply because Jesus is the one summoning Maybe you sit in church and there's just nothing left to give today. I mean, (laughs) in the old days, they would say, every head bowed, every eye closed. Put your hand up if you feel like you don't have anything left to give. I tell you, if that's you today, you are not alone in this room, right? Okay, well, maybe we're not that type of church. (laughs) Maybe today you just don't have another lesson plan left in you. You don't have another batch of empathy to extend to your patients who apparently don't really listen to what you and people in your field want to have to say. You don't know how to make a good parenting decision anymore, given all of the compounding complexities. Perhaps today is the day that instead of trying to hold it all together on your own, you will stop trying to do it on your own with your own scarce skills, with your own small energy, with your own limited expertise, and instead come out into the deep waters, tired as you are. And you'll come out to the deep waters, not because it's a sign of strength or not a sign that you're actually really clever and you finally figured out how to make this work. And you're not coming out into the deep waters because you know everyone is finally going to see your latest Herculean effort to make it all work. No, you're simply coming out into the deep waters because you've tried everything else. And now Jesus Christ is telling you to come. You're coming because all of your efforts are finished. And now Jesus Christ summons. God is the one with real power, friends. There is a freedom in letting God's power be God's power and not ours. There is a freedom in stopping trying to just achieve it on your own. There's a reason that when we come to communion, we put our hands out open. Because you don't achieve communion. You can only receive it. I mean, how much of the Jesus-centered life is just flipping the hands? I'm going to achieve it myself on my own, or I'm going to flip it and receive it from God. God is the one who has enough energy. God has enough gas in the tank. God is the only real provider. God is the one who makes a way out of no way. Not you. Not me. I love you, but you are not God. Stop trying to be. You don't have to be. You let God be God. All of Jesus Christ is more than enough for all of us. For every thirst and for every need that we have, Jesus is the one who can satisfy. So if you go out into the deep waters because Jesus said so, you will discover an abundance that your own efforts could not have produced. Are you a person that doesn't have very much faith? That's no problem for Jesus Christ. It's okay. 
You feel like you don't have all of the knowledge about spiritual things or the Christian life or the Bible, that's fine. Do you feel like you don't necessarily know how to put a lot of trust in other people, let alone God? That's okay too. Has your vision totally just been depleted? Is your passion long gone? Jesus Christ can work with all of this and more. Because Jesus Christ is summoning you into the deep waters. A Jesus-centered life means you censor Jesus and not yourself. And so you can let Jesus be God and you can let yourself off the hook. And when Peter goes into the deep waters that Jesus is prompting and prodding, he experiences an abundance in the place of the scarcity that he had produced for himself. I pray that today you will let Jesus Christ transform your scarcity into God's abundance. A Jesus-centered life is one who responds to God's summons and says, there's actually a whole lot of really good reasons why I should ignore you and keep going about my own business and trying to make my life work myself. But because you say so, I will come out into the deep waters. find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.